B500, get into the wild card. 86 got the Phillies all the way to the World Series. I hate to break it to you, man. I don't think it was your vision. <laughs> this podcast is perfectly named, I would say. I hate to make excuses for Sandy and the rest of the people. No, you don't. You've been doing it all year. You do. I do hate it. I'm just going to say it. Fucking hitting bombs to fucking Diocho. If that continues, there's no way we make the playoffs. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 15 of the Battered Marlin Fans Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Granada, and alongside me, as always, I have actually I have all three Battered fans. We haven't been together in a while. We're back. Uh, but, <laughs> but before I pass it on to the other Battered fans, as always, I go over what I'm wearing on the top of my head. But today, it's a little different. I'm not rocking anything necessarily on the top of my head. For those of you watching on YouTube, you can tell I got a, a little... Little lightning bolt there right over my right eye. That would be a Harry Potter lightning bolt. Today was a very special day for us. We've been reading Harry Potter and watching the Harry Potter movies with my daughter for the last year. We just got done reading the final book this morning, watching the last Harry Potter movie about an hour ago. Sad day in the household, but all worth it. And uh, yes, so no hat, just Harry Potter. And uh, in honor of the All Star Game 2017 All Star Game, which was here in Miami. Now, how are you doing, Cali? You are all the way back from D.C. I am back. Uh, happy to be back. Very happy to be back, in fact. Um, well, I'm not going to – I can't say that. I can't lie. Sorry. I'm not happy to be back. I wish I was still there. <laughs> Had a great time. Um, really, really fun trip. Really affirming trip. Um, and got to got to watch some All-Star baseball. I've enjoyed a bit a bit of a break of uh, from watching. Uh, being in DC, I, I did not catch the the tail end of the our last series, but uh, but yeah, we're playing good ball. And on my head, this is not an old minor league baseball cap. This is a hat from none other than the Library of Congress. Shout out to the to my boys over there. So not gonna lie, that's probably one of the most badass hats we've had on the show so far. Bro, I saw I that's saw great. it in the gift shop on my way out. I'm like, oh, let me see if I find something with my daughter. I saw this hat on sale. I'm like, yeah, this is. It's permanently sweet. be on my head. Now. Pretty sweet, Brian. How are you doing? Oh, I am doing fantastic. One of the best weekends of the year, All Star Weekend. It's come to a close. You know, I love my prospects. We got the draft that just happened, so super excited to talk about that. And today, I've I've used it as an excuse to rock my Washington State Cougars hat. Congratulations to the three Cougs that got selected in the draft. We had one selected in the eighth round, twelfth round, and eighteenth round, and then we had uh, another pitcher get signed uh, undrafted to the Mets organization. So we got Cougs on uh, on Cleveland, um, the Angels, and the Braves. Unfortunately, none for the Marlins. So Kim, I'm going to need you to step shit up and get me a Coug. <laughs> There's like a billion draft picks. It's it's crazy how many people get. How long is that draft? Like time-wise, time-wise, oh. uh, it spreads out over three days. Yeah, it's like days. Yeah, no, yeah, but yeah, once like they the get NFL to the is awful, but the NFL is basically like six or seven hours. Well, it's it's twenty rounds. It used to be forty, and before that, yeah. it was fifty. So, well, that and once you get past, I think it's like round eight or something. Like they just it's start, like they instantaneous. Just, like they just start you have to have your pick, or else like you're screwed. Brutal, <laughs> Spaz. How are you doing, sir? I'm uh, still a little hungover from uh, the <laughs> concert yesterday. Uh, went a little hard uh, with the buddies, but uh, super, super great show. Uh, I've been wanting to see them for years and finally did. Um, so, yeah, I'm feeling it. But I am wearing this hat that I bought this past weekend when we uh, took the series from these dorks. Uh, pretty dope little, uh, looks well, like almost like a type thing. Uh, Branson. Yeah. Described it as uh, you should be on a boat with a drink type hat, which I, I yep. like. And I didn't even notice until right now. It's part of the Sugar Kings collection. If you could right on the back, the nice little Ooh. detail. I, I actually liked it. I just saw it. I love those. I love those rope I hats. That, that little rope going across oh, yeah. the front. Me too. Yeah. Nice. And, uh, this is a big week. We all met thanks to a Inner Miami chat. So we all met through that. So I am representing a. The Siege Boys, our supporters group, hey. uh, dope little messy type shirt. It's a big week for everyone here. So, yeah, that's what I'm rocking. Definitely a big week for Inter Miami. Love it. Yeah. And um, like you said, you were there. You got your hat. 
during that what should have been a sweep. So let's get straight into it. We only have one series to talk about against the Phillies. Should have been a sweep. Um, I mean, I guess I'll just jump into asking you guys right off the bat. What did you guys think? Because basically, Saturday, we won the game. Sunday, we won the game. Not too much, uh, not too much drama, I would say. But Friday, man, we gave that one away. Unfortunately, Puck gave it away right after Thursday, the day before. Brandon and I were here defending Puck. What did you Spazzy think of Friday? Jinx stuff, yeah. Man. Yeah. <laughs> what What did you think of Friday's game, Brandon? As soon as Puck started struggling, I was like, "God damn it, Spaz! You couldn't have kept your mouth shut." <laughs> You couldn't have stopped. And then Sunday, I cursed Spazzy again. I was like, God damn, we would have had a sweep. (laughs) But, I mean, listen, the man's going to have blown saves. He still has a pretty good uh, conversion record. So, I'm not concerned. Um, But 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 the the few blown saves that he has, I feel like they've all been recent. Like, eh. He, ha- he started really strong, and all of a sudden, he's, he's tailed off a little bit, you don't think? Yeah, it's probably uh, – I think most of them have happened since he came back from the dead arm. So, who knows? Uh, probably that overuse in the beginning of the season didn't help things. Um, but, you know, we don't – I don't think we have any other options, really, uh, unless you want to throw Floro out there, and we've seen him screw up enough. So Tanner Scott had a good outing that day. He had four outs. Yeah, but I don't – Four up, four down. I, th- I don't. Not I don't, a closer. Not a closer. I don't see him as a closer. Well. No, he's no, a good no, no. setup man. I think he yeah. could be a setup man for sure. But you know, I, I think we all have to come to the realization that we're stuck with Puck, yep. um, which I'm happy with. I like Puck. He's a great, right. great guy. I love though his throwing motion is awesome. It puts some guys off, off balance, and you know we're not going to go out and buy a closer at the deadline. So, in in Puck, I trust. Callie, how did how'd you feel about Friday? I know you said you didn't catch too many of the games, but I know you must have heard that that we blew that one. I, I heard that that we blew it. Um, I watched um, – I'm going to go ahead and calculate about 0% of the Philly series because <laughs> I was in Washington, D.C. doing Washington, D.C. tings. Which is All awesome. Right. Yeah, yeah. Love – my favorite city in the country. Um, future home, also, fun fact. But um, – yeah, man, I, I didn't get to I, I didn't get to watch uh, any baseball outside of All Star Weekend um, or the All Star Series here. Um, but um, in terms of Tanner Scott, I mean, he he's a guy that we've seen really be kind of feast or famine this year, right? Like, it seems like he he and he's very streaky. He, he'll go on a stretch of of great outings, and then he'll have a couple of bad ones. Um, his slider is amongst one of the best in, in baseball, I'd say, and I think hitters are, are, I think a lot of hitters would agree. Um, but it's the nature of the beast, man. It was encouraging to see us, uh, win a, win a series. I'm not going to dive into it too much because I'm, I don't yeah. want to speak on, right. on ignorance, but right. that's where I'm at. And Spaz, we, we had that conversation with you and you said, yeah, okay. I told my friend he's an idiot. Then and Puck came out, blew the save the next day. Him and, right. uh, how, how do you feel about the series overall? And then Friday. Uh, man, I kind of lost my shit on Friday, to be honest. Very uncharacteristic of me because I don't like blowing up and, uh, you know, tweeting through my emotions, tweeting my emotions like that. (laughs) But I lost my shit, man. Especially Sandy had a very good outing. Um, you know, he, he went all through seven, right? Uh, he, he wasn't taking out. Yeah. He went all through Uh, six and two thirds, six and two thirds. thirds. There you go. Yeah. Six and two thirds. And then, uh, yeah, Puck just blew it. So I was, I lost my mind on Friday, and um, I should have known better. I don't know if you guys follow uh, Danny; uh, they call him the Godfather on Twitter. Uh, but the next day, you know, he kind of he said some words, which is basically like, "I lost to myself," like you know. And he's a positive guy. He's a lot like like he's a lot like Danny. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's like you know, I lost to myself, but we just got to remember it's one game, and we got two more. So you know, yeah. I well. Trying to take some positives away from the weekend. Sandy had another strong start. Only yeah. gave up one run in six and two-thirds. And you know he struggled all year. So it's great that he's getting back into, into his regular self right at the break. Hopefully second half of the year a lot better. Dane Myers, I thought, has looked really good. Got his first home run mm-hmm. of the season. That When he got caught in that rundown between first and second base, the way he got to second base regardless, even though he was caught in that rundown, awesome athleticism, really happy. The one negative, and I wanted to ask, uh, and I'll ask Brighton and Spaz, since you guys are watching, that pinch hit home run with two outs in the ninth inning, 
It hit right off the top of the wall. If that is another more experienced center fielder, is there any chance that they steal that home run? Because I thought that he had a great chance of getting it, and it hit right off the top of the wall. And I was like, man, because I, I don't know if the awareness wasn't there. It looked like he, he should have had a chance but didn't get close. I, I'm not sure. What do you guys think? I mean, I think it would have been a tough catch anyway, but I 100% think uh, another center fielder makes that. Another center fielder makes that, and it's like number one in sports centers, top ten plays or whatever, you know? Like game, the game winning save. Yeah, 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 like for sure. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was hard to watch. So I think uh, I think Jonathan Davis makes that catch. I don't think Jazz makes that catch. That's a great point. So, I don't think Jazz makes it. Either. You know, so Jazz ends up in the know, Yeah. So well, yeah. There goes turf toe again. But <laughs> so you know, I I, I think with Dave Myers, he's. He's, he's inexperienced. Most of his experience has been in the infield, really. And he's he's platooning and doing what he has to do to be in the lineup every day. And, you know, that's going to happen. And, and I don't think that it's his fault that he didn't make that play. I just think with more experience, yeah, he could make that play. But we really don't know what kind of defensive outfielder he's going to be yet so no and that was only the fourth game into his professional career so i'm I'm not trying to give him any slack i think he's done amazing it was just an observation like i said i think jonathan davis makes it yeah i I think i think yeah jonathan davis is a great uh defensive center midfielder um six games into his career now he's had six games and four of those games have been multi-hit games Mm -hmm. awesome somebody else that finished strong in the first half gene segura Three straight games to end the, the first half of the season. Multi-hit games. Awesome. And one last thing that I want to bring up before we get off this topic. Segura got caught at home, right? They sent him from third. He went home. He got caught out at home. And the only thing I could think was if this was 20 years ago, he would have murdered that catcher because that boy <laughs> is thick. And there is no way that he hold, that catcher holds on to that ball. And I just want to, Cali, what do you think? Because 20 years ago, Somebody like Segura running down full head of steam. There's no way that catcher stands in front of that plate. And if he does decide to stand in front of that plate, no way is he holding on to that ball. They did that they eliminated trucking the catcher because that's, you know, that, that's, Savage? That's, that's, pretty, that's pretty gnarly stuff. As someone who's been a part, uh, who's a part of a pretty heavy catcher collision, uh, hint, I was not the guy wearing all the protective gear. It's not fun, man. It, it's not as uh, it's not as exciting as it seems. Um, it hurts. It definitely hurts. But, yeah, um, you don't even have to look back 20 years ago. I'd say, eh, I guess closer to fucking getting old. Um, yeah, you, you didn't have to. Yeah, if you're in the if you're in the way, the, the runner had a right to the plate and they can do with that what they please. I don't know. And we've seen we've seen the uh, I mean I'm sure you've seen the highlights and stuff and then I think the last one that really uh, um, that really changed the rules when Scott Cousins uh, trucked Buster Posey at the plate and he like broke yeah. his leg or something he was he was out, leg, broke his leg yeah he was out, out for, for the year, year. Yep. so Marlins connection there changing rules baby <laughs> <laughs> well I don't know I just saw Gene Segura's thick ass running down third base I was like oh man if this was 20 years mean ago Gene yeah that would have been that would have been awesome so uh, um. I guess we already covered the the puck ordeal, so I guess we'll go on to the next topic, which is Yuri. You guys all told me that it was happening. I didn't want to believe it until I saw it. Told you. But Yuri got sent down. You guys did tell me. I was 100% wrong. Now, what you guys didn't tell me is that he's going to get sent down and Cueto's going to get called up. I'm sorry. I didn't see that happening. Like, I know logically it's supposed to. No, no, it was supposed to, but come on. When you see how he's playing in the minors, you're like, no, there's no way that they bring this guy up. But that's it. One for one. Yuri down, Cueto up. Thoughts on that, Cali? I mean, it's it's the unfortunate business side of baseball, right? Like, you know, a- any excuse, you know, a team has to, to limit service time and all that stuff to delay the payday, they're, they're going to take those opportunities. And... Um, I don't think it. I don't think it's a hot take or a secret or anything in saying that Yuri's been our best pitcher since he got called up. Um, but this is the nature of the beast. Um, from my understanding, Cueto's not going to get a spot in the rotation. He's going to be a guy in the pen, which softens the blow a little bit. But it's upsetting to see because we're contenders, man. We are straight up contenders. 
100%. And it's a shame that, you know, and I told you, I, I don't think he was making it to August. I said that a couple episodes ago, and, and I hate to say that I'm right. Mm-hmm. Um, you were. But, you know, hopefully maybe, and I, and I guess it's something we'll touch on later, um, you know, second half of the season, maybe we see see ourselves, you know, really pushing for a wild card spot or, or you know, strong established playoff spot. I, I, I would imagine they call him back up in September, right? But I would hope. But for, for the most part, Brett, and you said he gets sent down, he's not going to be throwing. So do you think that's well, the deal? He's not going to throw down there? From from what I've heard and read, he's going to be throwing, but it's going to be – his starts are going to pretty much be like bullpen days. Like he's only going to go so many pitches, and then they're going to pull him regardless of what the situation is. They'll probably cap him at like 60 pitches or something. Keep him yeah. in bullpen. And... and so I've also seen a lot of people – um guessing that he's he's probably going to be back late August, early September um, to finish out the year to, if we're still in contention. Um, if not, he'll probably finish out the year at um, uh, AA. Um, but, yeah, Cueto back with his 9.11 ERA in AAA, um, you know, across 26 innings is solid. The guy hasn't gone an inning without giving up a run. So – I'm so excited that he's back. Um, I can't <laughs> wait to see him fall over first base trying to cover. Um, but in all seriousness, listen, he's probably going to be in the bullpen for a little bit. Um, I would guess that maybe something happens with him towards the deadline. If we make some moves and we get some guys coming back healthy, I think we could see Cueto being an option for a DFA or something like that. Um, especially if um, from what I'm seeing, I think Cabrera could be back pretty soon, um, which is probably why they're not giving Cueto a spot in the ro- rotation and Trevor Rogers, man, I don't know what's happening. My boy, I, I hope he's coming back, but <laughs> they just keep, keep delaying it. <clears throat> Brand, that's actually a, a great point. I didn't think about They're probably giving Cueto a chance now that it's July after the all-star break to see if he can kind of pitch above his, you know, punch above his weight here and see if somebody gets desperate and, and makes a move for him, at least get the, get the salary off the books. Right. Like, I mean, yeah. that, that would, that would make the most sense to me. Like if they did that and they said, Hey, uh, Cueto had a couple good outings, you know, let's see if someone's desperate at the deadline, they want to make a move for him and we, we can get literally anything in return. Give us a, give us a vending machine or something like that. But uh, hopefully, yeah. when he comes in, the only the only croquetas you can get in the stadium are the ones in the Canaria stand in, in left center field. Spaz, how excited are you to see Cueto back? Not at all, man. Motherfucker, better <laughs> just carrying the seeds to the bullpen, and that's it. I don't want to see him do anything else. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if if we can, I I just don't see that. And again, I know I'm like the pessimist here. I just don't see anybody looking at what he's done the past few weeks. And thinking, yeah, we could use that guy in our team. Like, I just don't see it. Uh, but let's hope. I mean, uh, crazier things have happened. And, uh, yeah, super bummed about Yuri being down. Uh, super bummed about Cueto being up. So, I lose. I lose in both of these. Uh, the, good, the good thing about Cueto, or and maybe not the good thing, but where, at, like, just a guy that's watched baseball a long time, I mean – with the way the draft played out and, and just the way the season's moving forward, we, hey, we have a lot. my take. Hey, shut up. <laughs> Listen. Shut up. If it's you not a- steal my take before we get to it, because that was the first time you ever said I was right about something. <laughs> I was right because – I said you were right because I had someone confirm that's very close to the team that confirmed it. But anyway, I won't say it. I won't say it. I'm just going to say, all right, we have an excess of pitchers, right? We want to make a move at the deadline to maybe get more hitters. I'm, I'm just going to throw a name arbitrarily. I have heard nothing. This is not a trade rumor. Don't throw that in my face. All right, but let's say someone comes knocking for – I'm going to use his name because we don't know when he's coming back. Trevor Rogers, right? Someone says, we want Trevor Rogers. We'll give you, you know, prospect A, B, and C plus this bat. We'll say, hey, um, all right, you can actually keep two of those prospects, and we'll give you Rogers, give us the hitter, and take Cueto. Yeah. You know? So, like, just a straight money move. Like, almost look at it like a, like it's not exactly the same because of obviously how the salary caps and stuff work in basketball, but almost like a trade exception and let type of deal. Like, hey, just get just take him so we can take him off our books, please. 
like you yeah, know, I, could, I, I, I could so, say like, that happens a lot in sports yeah for sure yeah like just get just get them just take them you know and i mean to, to equate it to something that a lot of people are probably paying attention to right now it's what the brooklyn nets are trying to do right now the, the heat are trying to get the brooklyn nets to help them with that damian Lillard trade and the nets are like you got to figure out somebody to take ben simmons off our hands and then we'll help you out because <laughs> we got to get rid of this guy so definitely how it happens across sports all right, Callie, you said you were watching the All-Star game, and we had two of our boys make that. So what did you think about the All-Star game in general, the Home Run Derby, and our guys? Uh, home Run Derby, I'll start with that since it happened first. Really exciting. It was a fun one. Um, I remember thinking before, like, man, I kind of missed the 10 outs, you know, like kind of that old school, like just let's see him go up there and just hack at it. But, man, we saw it. I, I, the beauty with the pitch clock is like you don't get those Julio Rodriguez rounds, you don't get those Randy rounds, you don't. Yeah, I mean, you don't get those the, those Adi Rushman rounds where guys are hitting 26, 27, 28, 30, 40 home runs, man. And it was just so much fun. I was pulling for for Randy. He made it to the final. Um, his he's from the same neighborhood. My family's from in Cuba, so special connection there. Even though he plays for Mexico, fun fact. Um, <laughs> You know, but uh, yeah, man, it was really exciting. I love it. I love the the crowd energy for Julio, them booing Pete Alonso. I love that shit, man. the The home run derby was a lot of fun. I think it was a really, really good one. One of the more exciting ones that we that we've seen since you know probably the steroid days. Um, and then the All Star game was fun, man. National League pulled it out for the first time in like twelve years or something like that. Luis Arise went two for two, only saw two pitches all night. I fucking love that guy. I was beautiful. For that guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I solely didn't really do much. I think oh, he made like no. a decent play in the outfield or something like that, but I, I wasn't. I he, think he was know. DHing. Yeah. Or that. Yeah. I, I just don't think he. Uh, yeah. It's, no. I'm he just happy he was there. The, the uh, cleats honestly, are off. Awesome. The solar power cleats. He, he yes. definitely isn't to the show. I uh, definitely I, I yeah. was looking for pictures of him in the All Star. I guess I should have looked it up on Instagram. He might have put us the pictures of himself, but I couldn't find any pictures of him in a jersey. So you'll see the thumbnail. It's not an All Star jersey. Well, one one thing I do wish I wish that I like. I will say that I like this year's All Star jerseys. I wish they'd go back to letting them wear wear the team uniforms. Yes, yes, yes. yes. That that was a bad. It's throw, so but. much better. Yeah, I, I, I will say in all sports. This one, this one was one of the better ones. Like this was yeah. in, in recent history, the Mariners ones was one of the better better ones. But there's been some bad ones too. Yeah, right. And what were your thoughts on the All Star? I, I we all say weekend because usually it lands on a weekend, but it's not. Yeah, it's Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. What do you think about the All Star festivities? Loved it. Um, you know, we were texting back and forth during before the home run derby, and we were trying to pick. Who's going to win? And only one person got it right. I'll give you a guess who that was. <laughs> I knew Vladdy was going to do it, man. I love that kid. I love that. I have such a soft spot for him. If any person Hard could ever to. play for the Marlins, it would be him. Bro, give uh, me Luis Robert immediately. Yes, please. Immediately. <sighs> Yo, did you wow. guys see like, his little back complain brace about that. going on? No, what? He was wearing like a back brace. Like oh, Vladdy, yeah, yeah, he, like, hey, he, doing it for the gorditos, bro. For the big boys, man, yeah, man. exactly. Hell yeah, <laughs> dude, it was awesome. But you see, you guys let's... see Randy go out, and when they called his name in the cowboy boots, yes, <laughs> great. But you know, I like the fun fact about the All Star Game. Rise was the first play, or the first player since Derek Jeter, I think, to hit a have a multi hit game while only p- seeing two pitches. Um, what a which guy. is pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, I love it. I'm, I 100% agree that we should be back in the team uniforms. I think that makes it better, but you know, not not a bad uniform. And then great, great festivities all around. The Futures game. Um, that was fun. Too. Marlin Nunez, who I discounted on last week's episode as yeah. being pretty good, but not not somebody who I expected to tear up the game. And there he goes getting the MVP. And our boy Monteverde recording the last two outs of the, the game as well. So good showing for the Marlins farm system and our big leaguers. Um, Soler, I wish you would have gotten more of an opportunity, but that's what happens when you make the bench and you're not one of the starters. So uh, all in all, loved it. Big fan. 
Spaz, I know you I, I know you missed the All-Star game for the Blink-182, but did you get to watch the the Home Run Derby? Yeah, yeah, the Home Run Derby was a whole lot of fun. Uh, yeah. I I wanted Randy to win as well. Uh, I, I Like I always say, I don't know anybody outside of the Marlins. Like, I don't care about other players. But Love that, it. That dude from the White Sox, uh, Luis Robert, the, the Cuban, right? Luis Robert's Cuban. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Luis Robert's Cuban. Yeah. That dude is amazing. Like, there I are a lot of Cubans out there. Marlins. So next week I'm in New York and the Sox are at City Field. So I'm going to try to go and recruit uh, Luis Robert. <laughs> and Tim Anderson, too. We can stop yeah, man. Yeah, I'm going to be out there. Uh, one thing that I did want to bring up that I, I'm, dude, uh, I saw this. I saw the picture first and I was like, this is, this is beautiful. This warms my heart. I love him. And then I saw the video. It was Pablo meeting up with Luis Arise. Oh, that was great. Yeah. <sighs> All the feels, man. Like, I love Pablito so much, and uh, that smile is just its infectious. You could so tell that, he wants to come back. You want to yeah. know a fun, a fun all-star fact? The starting, both starting pitchers for the American League and the National League came up with the Marlins, Evaldi and Gallen. Oh, yes. Oh, Gallen, that's right. Yes. Gallen, we got, yeah. Gallen was in the, the, the Jazz trade. Yep. Yep. My brother my brother actually texted me. He's like, Do you still do we still think that we won that trade? Like, is do we still think that was a good trade? Gallon for jazz. I think it was uh, a good trade. I don't my, think we won it. <laughs> my my answer was that both teams benefited from it, right? Like this isn't like I, I don't think it's possible to say it's it's a bad trade because jazz is very much the face of our franchise. And jazz has been good when he played. You know, you can't account for a pitcher going on to become an all-star like that, just like you can't account for a hitter to turned into an all-star or anything like that but you know if, i'll say it was the weakness for the marlins then it would be a loss I think. yeah like well like and i asked him like so what what how does this team differ and if we have zach gal in or, or jack instead of jazz chisholm it's like it's not because we yeah. still have too many pitchers right, right. right. it's know? the strength yeah. of ours so it's it's it's, it's i don't want to say it's, it's um dispensable because he is obviously the all-star starter but i don't think necessarily we lost too much either so switching gears, MLB draft. Now this, I will be like Spaz, 100% honest. I don't keep up with the MLB draft because I know I'm that they get drafted. They get drafted and I won't hear about them for another three or four years. So Th- this is about to be it. the Cali and Branton show. Take yeah, it away. So for sure. Hell so yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> who wants to go first? Because I have no idea which, who got drafted and all, right. all that other stuff. So I, I I focused on like the first real, like, like the first five or six picks. Yeah, first – Seven picks that we made, um, because after that it, it gets you know it's just it drops it's not, off. Yeah, it's not that it drops off. It's just it, it you know these are the guys that have a lot of you know heavy investment financially, and they're going to get every opportunity under the sun. Um, but the first one, Noble Meyer, out of West Lynn, Oregon, number one right-handed pitcher, number one uh, number one right-handed uh, prep pitcher, number one pit, uh, prep pitcher, period. All right. Uh, he was a perfect 10 on perfect game. If you guys don't know what perfect game is, think of this like uh, college football. You know, there's four stars, five stars. All right. Perfect game goes on a one through 10 system, basically. Uh, Noble Meyer is a fat old 10. All right. Which it happens. It, it, it's not impossible, but it's not as common as like a five star in, in, in football or anything like that. That sounds uh, like somebody that should have gotten picked top three, though. He, he fell away to so, 10. So he's a he's a he's a prep arm, a very good prep arm. If you look at the draft and what went, he was the hold on, where is my where's the whole draft tracker? Right he was the first prep. He was the first prep taken. pitcher, first prep uh, pitcher taken. The first there was two uh, two outfielders taken, College. two bats taken. So prep is high school guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, Detroit took Max Clark from uh, from a high school in Indiana, and the A's took uh, Jacob Wilson. Uh, or no, wait, sorry. Uh, the twins took Walter Jenkins from uh, South Brunswick High School in North Carolina. I will say, remember that name, Walter Jenkins. He is. I truly believe this kid is going to be a superstar. All right, he was the number one rated high school player in the country. But Noble Meyer, he's a kid that uh, dominated his season, consistently touched hundreds, and the best thing is, uh, he looks like he's twelve, which is a great thing. Uh, project in terms of projectability and in terms of development um and me with the, the the few sources i have close to uh close to the club people in the room while it happened i will say 
uh, shout out Hamilton. Um, he, this was their guy from the jump. Noble Meyer was the one that, that they, they, there was never, they were never going to go a bat um, first and foremost. And they, they were, they were very confident that Noble Meyer was going to, was going to drop to them. So they, they got their boy there. And just fun fact, that first pick, tenth, uh, that 10th pick for in the first round slotted at a cool $5.48 million. So that'll all be in his pocket 30 days after he signs his contract. Nice. So you thought that at least the first pick, home run for the Marlins? Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Uh, and this is, a, I think the last couple of years has shown how this ownership, um, this ownership has, uh, has, has drafted. You know they've gone young arms. For they've sure. gone, they've gone sure. arm heavy early, um, and this whole draft class is is very consistent with what they've done, which is basically uh, tall, tall athletic pitchers, uh, and power got power bats, except for one guy that was drafted early. But I'll get into him later. You got anything, on Noble? Yeah, Noble man, uh, love it. Power arm. He's gonna be. He's, he's a strikeout guy. Um, you know, I, I was ecstatic when they took him. I thought that maybe they were going to go bat. You know, you never know with the Marlins, right? But um, I'm a sucker for pitchers, and, and Noble was my guy. I was really, really excited to see him come through. Um, I honestly thought, did not think he would be available for us at 10. Um, I thought there was other teams that are in need of pitchers, and – a young prep arm. I think he's throwing 97, 98, um, six, five. He's only 185 pounds. So he's got some room in his frame to add on muscle and probably increase the velocity there a little bit and, and just mature. And so I love it. I great pick. I, I loved seeing him. If you saw that he was there at the all-star game, he was hanging out with Arise and solar. He was having a good time and they, they were teaching him how to, do the fish <laughs> and i loved it i loved every second of it that's what you want with with draft picks you want them to integrate into the system and and it looks like they got their guy there thomas white who was their second pick love it he was the second highest rated prep arm i think uh top yeah. lefty so he's a guy that i think i was more excited i'm more excited about him long term than noble uh because White ha already has a good rotation of pitches. He's got three really strong pitches, and he uses the breaking ball a little bit better than I think Noble does, whereas Noble can kind of overpower you. Um, but I think those two guys are really exciting and could be guys that hopefully we see make it into our rotation at some point. But if not, I think they both have really bright futures. Yeah, uh, Thomas White, he's another perfect game 10, so a bit of a unicorn. Um you know, he, he was sitting consistently uh, this summer. So last time he was uh, last, last, oh, no, this was last summer. Last perfect game event, he was sitting. So this is summer going into his senior year of high school. He was sitting consistently 96 miles an hour. All right. Um, you oh. know, he's been electric through, through all his events, uh, easily in the mid 90s with movement. Uh, Perfect game notes that he has he works very fluidly and easily on the mound and he pounds the strike zone. He was an all-American. Uh he's been an all-American since he was 14. This kid was again number one lefty prep arm. So another huge get for him. Uh, next guy we drafted, one that I'm very uh excited about is Kemp Alderman from uh Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Uh, this dude put up just silly numbers. Um, you know, career career three twenty four hitter in high school, thirty uh, thirty one. Uh, I'm sorry, in college, thirty one bombs, one hundred and seven RBI. You know, in almost five hundred plate appearances. This is a kid that flat out strokes. All right, this guy hits baseballs hard. Uh, Mississippi uh, Mississippi boy born and bred, so it's going to be interesting trying to see him fit into that South Florida, that sore floor, South Florida fla uh, flavor. But Kemp Alderman is a dude that straight up rakes, and, and it helps that he played in the best conference in college baseball. So, absolutely, Brian. Did, were there any players that stood like? I know you're about to go over um, Alderman also. But were there any players uh, that like stood out to you like 
this guy might have been a steal. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm not going to go through every pick that we made, but um, Nigel Belgrave is a guy I would keep an eye on if he signs. We picked him up in the 15th round. Um, he was the 250th rated prospect. He's a guy who he's had some injury problems. He's a pitcher. Um, probably going to be a bullpen guy. He's six, four, 195 pounds. Um, and he was, at, he played his played at Maryland. He missed the whole 2022 season due to, um, combination of injuries. And he, so he redshirted that year and came back, had a decent season in 2023. And I think missing that year really hurt his draft stock. And he could be a guy that we see, um, maybe make a pin at some point. Uh, but I do think he's a steal. Maybe he doesn't make it all the way to the majors, but I think he's a quality arm that we got at a, a at a good, good spot there. Um, yeah, a lot of but times yeah, that's how it goes. So those kids that end up yeah. with injuries, they end up missing a full year. You end up taking a flyer on them and they end up paying out. Lower yeah. And I mean, you know, the only thing that might not pan out for him is he's only got two pitches right now, fastball. And I think he's throwing um, a slider. Um, so, but his slider has decent movement on it. You get him in the right system and we know how to develop pitchers and hopefully we can teach him another pitch or two and get him in there. But, um, yeah, uh, that, that would be my steal of the draft. That's somebody I'm looking for in the future who might fly under the radar and sneak in. You know, who else only had two pitches? Dontrell Willis. Mm Mm-hmm. So. I don't uh, expect him to be a Dontrell Willis, but, (laughs) you know. Um, a name I'd, I'd, I'd look out for um, that I think that this kid – I think he, he fell a bit in the draft. I'm not sure why, and I've seen him, I've seen him pitch a few times. Uh, maybe it's because he's, he's just outright declared that he wants to go back to college. But uh, Justin Storm out of Southern Miss, a 6'7 lefty. All right, so he is everything that surely the Marlins love. Guy throws heat. Um, you know, he's, it wasn't, he's not in a massive conference in Southern Miss, but he's a guy that's played really well. Um, but yeah, moving forward with our picks, uh, Brock Vandenberg out of, uh, Michigan state, uh, a, a big lefty first baseman, another six, seven dude, another guy that, you know, despite his size, it didn't hit for a ton of power until this last season. Um, but he's always hit for very, very good average career, 326 hitter career OPS of nine, uh, nine sixty seven. His OPS this season, this last season, was uh, 1.213. So this is a dude that uh, this is a dude that he hit when he he squares it up hard. Um, he's gonna find barrels. He's not gonna strike out a lot. So that's another guy to to be really excited about. Um, if you want me to keep going, I'll move on to the next one unless you got something on him. Well, I was gonna ask you. So who is? Who are you most excited about? Out of everybody that's drafted, who are you most excited about? Um, I'm gonna maybe it's an easy answer because he's uh because he he was a first round, but Noble Meyer, he 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 touches all the right buttons for me. He's big big boy. Um he can still develop a ton. He's already he already has a lot of those tools that you just fall in love with throws hard doesn't doesn't show a whole lot of effort when he throws in the sense that he's not exerting a ton of energy so that usually that what that usually tells a scout or a guy watching baseball is like he's not going to be an injury concern because he's not putting in all this like i don't know if you guys remember carter caps from a few years ago that he used to do that weird little skip to throw just so he can touch 100 like that guy was plagued by injuries because he has he has to exert so much energy yeah yeah Whereas guys, both like honestly, Meyer and and Thomas White are guys that are so fluid and so smooth and so effortless to the plate that he that it's gonna, you know, it's gonna it's gonna go go well for them. Another one that I think is gonna fit that mold is Andrew Lindsay, although he's a college guy. We drafted him um, out of Tennessee. Tennessee made a made a huge run uh, this year. Um, very surprising year probably the best team in the country start to finish this year. And uh, he's uh, he, we drafted him a little later, but he's uh, we drafted him in the fifth round, but he's another guy that's that same thing. He's, you know, not, he, he's six, three, but he's already kind of developed. He's, he's 23 years old. He's, he's a grown man already. So this is a guy that if he continues how I think 
they want him to. This is a guy that will probably be in the big sooner rather than later. Um, but yeah, and then Alderman too from from Ole Miss is a guy I think he's gonna. I think that that's a bat that's gonna be around. Well, hopefully all these guys pan out because I mean you guys sound really excited about them. So yeah, I think we have this is one of our better drafts in in a while. Well, all these guys are gonna come into effect at some point down the line, but for this season, impact players are gonna have to come to the trade if we don't if they're not on our roster already. So obviously we have the trade deadline coming up soon. And we talked we touched on it last week, but we didn't touch on it with Cali. And I know Branton might have had a couple of new ideas. Uh before I throw over to you guys, I know right before we got on here, the reports started coming out that the Cardinals are gonna be sellers. Now, as much as I would love Arenado, he costs way too much money in the next four years of his contract. So no way that they trade for him unless they're gonna trade for him and then trade him away the offseason. So any idea on what you think the Marlins might be looking to do in this trade deadline? Let's start with Cali since he wasn't here last week. Um, they're obviously going to try to address a bat. I don't think there's enough. I, I think uh, good hitting catchers come at a premium, so that may be a big ask. I would venture to say that they're either going to go shortstop, but again, good hitting shortstops come at a premium. Um, so... The tier after that, I'd say, is a, is, is a hard, like a power hitting corner infield guy. Um, third base is obviously the glaring hole that they're probably staring at right now. Um, and even first base, especially, you know, Coop's a guy that can't seem to stay healthy. Um, you know, he it feels like he's hurt all the time and, you know, kind of streaky. I, I, I have to imagine that they're going after bat. The outfield's loaded. Uh, middle infield, I, I think you leave it alone unless you can, you can really – you know, strike a deal with like a Tim Anderson type of player. Um, I'd I'd look the I'd look for them to address probably a corner infielder. My thoughts, Bratton, you still on the Tim Anderson train? Hundred percent. But you know, um, realistically, you know, and in my theory, I hinted at earlier is the Marlins draft to me was very telling that they're going to be buyers at the deadline because they reinforce the strength. So we are going to see pitching prospects go out or maybe even like a Trevor Rogers go out and bring something back. Right. So I think that we have more than enough talent to go after a hitting shortstop. Um, I know they come at a premium, but I think if we're serious about making a run this year and serious about staying contenders, even if we don't make it far into the postseason or make the postseason this year, I think we have to go for a shortstop. I don't think they go for a third baseman after they invest in Segura. First base could be somewhere where we strengthen if somebody who is better than Coop is available. But Paul I really Goldschmidt. think shortstop. No. <laughs> 35, <laughs> man. <laughs> if, if we were one piece away, I would say yes. Do you and say Paul Goldschmidt's 35? Yeah. I don't care. That guy strokes. <laughs> Listen, we brought man, in Carlos Delgado for he, half the season. Let's bring he, turns, fucking... he turns 36 in less than two months. That's fine. Yeah. If we were one piece away, I would say yes. Give up prospects to get Goldschmidt. But we're not one piece away. Let's be realistic here. Like, well, we've got three needs that we probably need. Catcher, shortstop, and corner infielder. Paul Goldschmidt cannot play all three of those spots. And we cannot buy all three. The so thing with him, I, I think shortstop is what we see come in. Sorry to interrupt you, but I, I do want to give some validity to what Callie just said. He only has one more year on his contract after this year. Like, yeah, but you don't give the, up the worst of options. It's, it's our, the first our, if, if you're if it's the end of July, all right. And I just want to say this, all right. There's there's 70 games left, all right. If we win half of those, we finish the year with 88 wins, all right. If it's the end of July, we're playing really good baseball. You don't make a move for Paul Goldschmidt. I mean, I don't know if they would want to pay. It depends on 20... what the cost is because I, it, he's gonna pay twenty six million is. next year. Twenty six million next year. Right, I'm thinking if about saying, if you're I don't giving know if the Trevor Rogers, you you trade Trevor Rogers for Goldschmidt. And, and for tell six them that months they have to of, take a couple months Garcia. of Goldschmidt. I yeah. You're no. telling me we have a prayer? Hell yeah, bro. 
what the no. fuck? You're telling me we, <laughs> you're telling here, me man. we, you're telling me we're, it's the end of July. We are, let, let, let me pull the, let me pull this up real quick. Give me a sec. All right. We're only eight and a half games behind the Braves. All right. Let's say they have a mediocre July. We have a good July. And you see July 28th, July 29th, we're two and a half games behind the Braves. You're going to tell me you know, that the idea of Paul Goldschmidt being inserted into this lineup doesn't tickle your balls a little bit? It depends on what you give up, man. Oh, man. It depends on what you have to give up. The only way I'm okay with giving up like a top prospect or like a Trevor Rogers or somebody like that is if they take Cueto too. Then we could talk. But I like I like Cali's mentality. Cali's moving away from the battered Marlins mentality and it's like win now. Because right now, Brian, you're 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 kind to position yourself to not cross. You can only play for the you can only play for the future for so long. Let's go for it now. We have well, the top half of the lineup is great. We have well, the best hitter on the planet right now. Our pitching is very good. I will trade one less pitcher and some prospects for 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 sixty games of Paul Goldschmidt and a prayer at actually making a playoff run. The Marlins have the second best record in the National League, fourth best record in the major leagues. Like the Marlins are like, let's win now mode. I think, especially if Goldschmidt's gonna be. Is this the last year of his contract? Or he has one more after this. Now he has one more after this. But yeah, all right. That, that's well, that's okay. easy to move if he only. Has I one thought you left. said that it million? ended this year. Oh fuck! God damn it! Yes, give me fucking. I, I'm not saying Paul Goldschmidt's going to happen. No one here is reporting right. that Paul Goldschmidt's going to happen. No, I'm just, I, that's I just a name I happen. threw up. In, that's a name I if threw you up. Get in chest, but the more you think about too, it, if you get Goldschmidt for next year too, then I'm in. Paul Goldschmidt at twenty six million dollars. In, t- in today's baseball numbers, is not a bad deal. That's Avi Garcia. That, well, that's why I said you got to take Avi Garcia, which like and Cueto, get, get them both out of here. Get them out of my life. Get them out of my life. Both of them, bro. If it, I'm just saying, if it's the end of July, and bro, we're we're there. We're competing. We're we're less than we're eight and a half games away from the Braves. The Braves are the best team in baseball right now, right? You're t- man. I don't know, man. It's like I've seen this team be so bad for so long. That I would love for them to, for July Marlin. that that oh yeah bro like hey for them to say hey fuck it we're on the other side of the table now all right I'm gonna I'm I'll give you some prospects drafts where the fuck you want all right and I'm take I am getting this bat like I am getting a dog that's gonna come in here and hit some home runs you know be on the be on base consistent can you imagine like a like like the Top three guys in our lineup be, or, or even top four guys of our of our lineup being when Jazz comes back, Arise, Goldschmidt, Solar, and Jazz, or or Arise, Jazz, Goldschmidt, Solar, or any variation of that. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's as good of a top four in the. In, that's as good as a top four you're gonna find in the league. With Yuri coming back at the end of September, you're exciting oh. me, Kali. Oh my god, I'm excited myself. I'm gonna be so disappointed. This I know for sure. The fall from grace is gonna kill me. What the hell so, happened in Washington? You're like a change. Oh, I am. I am renewed. I left. I left Miami. I left this. I left this place. I went and I soaked in an incredible city. You're a, locations for my future home. You're the a weather, new man. What is bro, this? Shit? I'm just refreshed. I'm like still in vacation mode. What's gonna happen is we're gonna play some series. I'm gonna come back next Thursday. I'm gonna be bitching and moaning like I always do. So let me just have this. You can have it. You can have it. I like it. Looks good on you. I, I like. I'm also. usually not this optimistic. So <laughs> it's sickening. So, uh, <laughs> At so, least I'm not patriotic today. You don't get it all. <laughs> Brenton, Congress. Anything else you want to uh, to cover on the trade on the trade front before we move on? No, I think we're good. All right, so uh, Spaz, you want to touch on the trades? Nah, man, that's you guys. I'm, I'm good. I just uh, I want less double plays and uh, that less double plays. And, oh, bring a... the guys home. That's it. Bring the guys home. Stop uh, I, I, have, I do have a question for Spaz, though. Did you get Go me my it. bobblehead? I did, yes. I got you a bobblehead. I got you a bobblehead. And funny enough, while I was there, I, w- I was taking a picture of the bobblehead. The lady next to me, they went just for the bobblehead, too. And she used to be Chuck Carr's uh, neighbor. They, wow. they were getting together a few times, so I was able to chat it up with her a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I got your bobblehead. You're good. I'm gonna I'm gonna come visit you one of these days. I'm off. All right, sounds good. 
Okay. All right, and and uh, Callie, I heard that somebody else went and took care of you also, just in case Baz didn't come through. So, oh my God, yeah, I will. So, so you, I, you you sound like you you had it you had it covered from a couple of places. So full disclosure, when Chris texted me, Chris, if if you guys don't know, is our battered herons, cool dude, friend of the pod. Um, he texted me in a moment when I was under the influence of um, adult supplements um so i was not of clear mind and he texted me like oh bro i got you your ball but don't worry about it i'm like oh thanks bro or some shit so yeah i'm taking care of i'm very happy you double dipped you Ah. (laughs) i didn't he texted me and told me that and i was not sober when he texted me he he took care of a lot of people i'm not sure he went out with a whole crew out there so he got me one also so love that shout out out to chris he was taking care of a lot of people out there all right we got 53 and 39 going into the all-star break. 70 games to go. Like Kali was saying earlier, we finished the year 535 and 35. We end up with 88 wins, which I feel like basically guarantees you a playoff spot. So I kind of want to touch on, we touched on it a little bit last week, the expectations going forward. I think missing the playoffs is now to the point where it's unacceptable. It's absolutely unacceptable to miss the playoffs. So I want to know where are you guys at with your expectations, and also want to hear your predictions for the rest of the, I guess, the second half of the year before we go into just this weekend's series. I'll start with the most optimistic of us all, Spaz. Spaz, <laughs> expectations and predictions for the second half of the year. Uh, man, I, I don't really have – it's the same thing, man. I, uh, you really put it – I like when you give those numbers and you're like, if we go 500, we'll, we'll be there. You know, I like all that because I never think about any of that shit. Um, but yeah, man, the the more I think about it and the more you talk, you give me hope that's not good, but, uh, I, I, yeah, it's the hope that kills you, man. So I, I want to, I want to lock it in. I want to play some important baseball late into the season and, uh, you know, playoffs. So take it a series at a time, but I think we could do it. I think we could really, really do it. We do have that really tough stretch of like. 10 games in August, I think it is. And it's like mm-hmm. we get the Mets and the Braves back to back or some shit like that. And then you get the Yankees here also. Yeah. Which, by the no, way, the Yankees aren't playing ball. that well this year, though. So you're good. Yeah. Um, I mean, but Yankees it's, still fucking the, suck. it's still the Yankees. And uh, they did open up the upper deck for those for the Yankee series. Oh, so, like, because there's a bunch of stupid New Yorkers down here. Yeah. But even- I bet you they open the upper deck for some of the weekend series without them if we keep playing the way we are. They yeah they might but uh but yeah man um those that August is gonna be a real test for us so hopefully we can make it but I think I think we can make it to the playoffs um that's what I'm expecting and we'll see. So Brian, how are you feeling? Expectations feeling great, and man. against prediction. Listen, we're gonna finish right where we are now, second in the NL. I don't know that we catch the Braves. Let's be honest, that's been our Achilles' heel. If yep. we we've been competitive against them, maybe. I, we're going to buy at the deadline. We're going to bring in two pieces, not just one. We're going to bring in two. And come September, when we face in that September is the, the murderer's row you're talking about, Spaz. We play the Braves, oh, the Mets, okay. and the Brewers okay. on either side of that series. And then we play the Mets again after the Brewers series. And I think by then, we're ready. We're backing. We're we're actually competing with the Braves. So I think we're we're making the postseason, man. I'm all in on it. I'm all in. If we don't, I'm going to be so crushed, and the last episode of this show is going to be so depressing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, I'm going to take it one further, Brian. Way too early prediction. When we make the playoffs, how far do they go? Ooh. I like this team in a series, man. So do I. Ah. I don't like that question, Danny. I, I, I don't. I don't want to answer it. <laughs> Cali, we go deep. That's all I'm going to say. All we right. go deep. All right. So, before I give my opinion, all right. Those guys in Vegas that make the odds, I don't know what sorcery or witchcraft they do, but they're usually pretty damn good, right? Mm-hmm. So DraftKings came out. This is not an endorsement for DraftKings. They don't pay us. Um, they came out with the top 10 MLB teams' chances to make the playoffs, right? So the Braves are 100% locked. The Rays are 
Dodgers, 91.7%. Orioles, 75%. And right after that, at number five, are your mm. Miami Marlins at 74%. Ooh. I see those numbers coming from those guys in Vegas, and it just gets me excited, man. It's like, man, we, we really got to – Being a Marlins – Yeah. The, being, being a Marlins fan, like, you're almost always waiting for the other shoe to drop. Right, you're always waiting for the bad thing to happen. It's 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 this emotional and and relationship trauma that that we suffer with. Um, now, like I mentioned, all right, if we go 500, so we play just bang average baseball the rest of the year. All right, that's 88. That's 88 wins. All right, I I genuinely think this is a team that can win 90. Right now, if you're t- if you're asking me right now, July 12, 2023, I think this is a team that can win. 93, 94 games this year right now. And if I would have said that at the beginning of the year, I think I would have looked at you with two heads. But, you know, you're telling me this is a team that could potentially get in the 90s I, in, in the wins. That That's that's a guaranteed playoff spot. Um, you know, I we have one of the best rotations in baseball. Even the Pens looking a lot better, even though it has its shortcomings uh, every now and again. Um, man, if we buy, we, we bring in those bats. Dude, like... I'm not gonna say we're gonna win the division because the Braves are far and away the best team in baseball right now, but I I think we've moved on from we've moved past that oh the Marlins are just hot phase and we're now in the Marlins are a good team phase. Um, and as for your question, Danny, that you asked Brandon, like how deep does this team go in the playoffs? You know, who wants to face? I I, I mean who. I take I, I love the Marlins chances in a five game series right now. Because you're telling me in in playoff baseball, meaningful baseball, we have your your presumably Yuri, Sandy, Lazardo, Garrett, Cabrera if he's healthy, Rogers if he's healthy, like there are options here, man. That's a very good rotation to go into a five game series with. You know, I agree. I agree. And I think. So where 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 are they? How far are they going? Man, I would be. I would feel insane saying that we make it to the NLCS. I would feel absolutely insane. Um, I think we can have a competitive NLDS. I think we can go in in the National League against anybody, not name the Braves, and have a competitive series. Because I I genuinely think, and I know it's only July, but I, I don't think too many people would disagree with me. I think Braves are far and away the favorite to win it all this year. I don't think that's a question. I don't think there's, I, I don't think there's a reasonable response you can give for another team, a reasonable argument you can give for another team that they would like right now that because the, the Braves, they hit with the best of them. They pitch with the best of them. Like the American league doesn't look that great this year. So I think the national league have a real, real shot to make some noise. So we'll see. I, uh, I agree with you. Um, this is the way I see it. I think, again, it's an embarrassment if they don't make the playoffs. I think this is a great playoff team because they have what a good team in the playoffs needs to succeed. The home run ball dies in the playoffs. This team gets hits. Over the last two weeks, just the last two weeks, right? This is all I've been looking for, correct? Because they've been playing well. They have the third most hits in the major leagues. They have the most hits in the National League with 115 over the last two weeks. They have the most, I'm sorry, not the most. They have the 10th most runs in the league. And just in the National League, they're in fourth in runs. Now, we talk about them leaving runners on base all the time. But even with that, they have the fourth most runs in the National League over the last two weeks. Like they have, the bats have been coming to play. If the pitchers can keep it up, I think that the Marlins are going to be just fine. I think that this team is better than 500. So oh, yeah. 35. So if they play 500 ball, they end up with 88 wins. Because I think they are better than 500, I think they get more than 35 wins. This team is going to tie their best record ever with 92 wins. They're going to get 92 wins. They're going to have the second best record in the National League. And they are going to go all the way to the NLCS where they will play the Braves. And there, all bets are off. But I do think they get to the NLCS. I know you guys don't like to hear that. I know Spaz especially doesn't like to hear that because he thinks I'm jinxing him. But you guys also thought I was crazy when I said this to be a playoff team, and here we are. So we're bringing that positive juju. So, 
let me positive juju. I was actually talking about this with someone the other day, like lining up the 2003 team to this team, right? And there's a couple glaring, you know, like glaringly obvious. A couple. Let relax. (laughs) Give me a second. Let me finish my thought. There's a couple glaringly obvious positions where that 03 team was better than this team. So, catcher, right? Pudge, one of the best in the league at the time. Um, Didn't he come in during the trade deadline, though? No, he signed in the no. offseason. Yeah. He did? Yeah. Well, he was a one and done. Okay. Um, closer, you had Uget Urbina. You know, the guy's like serving a life sentence in prison or something like, like right now. But one of the best closers in baseball. Um, and then Sprat, like Sprat, like Derek Lee was a very good first base in that, pro- that you know. But Arise and Castillo, that's a competition. Aegon at, at, Aegon at short, Lowell at third. But this outfield right now. Pierre was very good, but Jazz is very good too. And Jazz hits for more power than Juan Pierre did. No, if we had to compare Jazz to Juan Pierre, if healthy, Jazz is better. Yeah. In a lot of ways, yes. It's two two very different brands of baseball. Pierre was uh, was very much like Pierre not was power. very much, not power, but he was gonna get on base. He was gonna steal a ton of bases. You know, they both have that swagger though. I love it. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Yeah. You know, you had Conan and left who was just like like a guy. Dela Cruz, like if you're if like if we if we take emotions out of it, like guys like Dela Cruz, Jesus Sanchez are better baseball players than Jeff Conan was. I'm just gonna say this right now for everybody that's listening. Fuck you, Jeff Conan is a god. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Marlin, you know he was a good ball player. He was good, but like let's 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 calm down. Only Marlin to be the MVP of the All Star game, and you're disrespecting him like that. I'm not disrespecting him, guy. Know, he was very good. Fucking Christ, <laughs> you know. And then in right field, you had kind of the, you know, it was kind of a you had like Todd Hollinsworth, and then Miguel Cabrera towards the end of the year, where they would kind of plug him in out over there. And Miguel Cabrera was very good, but he wasn't the Miguel Cabrera we don't love today. He was very mm-hmm. young, you know. But you know, you have again Jesus Sanchez, who's you know playing very well. Like I'm not saying that this team is better than the 03 team because that 03 team was very good. Pitching a lot of comparisons, though. Yeah, I mean, and then Yuri like, Dontrell. I was, I, that's the Yuri, comparison I was going to go to is the Yuri Dontrell comparison. Yuri yeah. is having, I think, a better year right now than Dontrell did. Statistically, yeah. statistically, yes. Beckett was an animal. Like, you know, Beckett was was like better than I think Sandy ever has been at this point. Um, despite Sandy winning uh, a, a Cy Young. Beckett, man, Beckett was so fucking good, bro. I mean, ball was disgusting. Yeah, Sandy's very good too, but they're two very like Beckett's a definite Beckett's a definition of like that early two thousands like straight power pitcher. Like I'm just gonna blow it fucking by you. You're not gonna do a yeah. goddamn thing about it. AJ Burnett was the number two. Burnett was no number hurt. three. Number three. Number three. Was Burnett he hurt was, at the end of 03? He he was hurt towards the end. You oh, then Brad, he got hurt. Okay. Yeah, you had Brad Penny too. Brad um, big boy. Yeah, I mean you love had Brad like Penny. which again we love them because they're historic Marlins and we won with them, but you know. Like pound for pound, they're about the same as what we have, which is insane. Look, the Marlins history tells you don't count them out once they get to the dance. Twenty twenty right, right. aside, so they get to the dance. I said I think they'll get to the NLCS, and I'm not gonna predict who wins there because, like I said, the Marlins seem to have magic once the postseason comes. Just look at Miami overall over the last couple of months in the playoffs. A, so a very good friend of mine once said, "Get in and get lucky." That's it. That's Just it. get in, get in. Applies on multiple levels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, let, let's finish it off with this weekend. We get back to baseball. We got the Orioles and the Cardinals. Uh, the Orioles are surprisingly good this year. We everybody thought that they would be better than they they've been recently, but they've 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 been balling. And then we have the Cardinals again. So again, I'll start with the always optimistic Spaz predictions for the six game series. We got three against the Orioles and then three against the Cardinals. Uh, the Orioles, uh, we're away. We're at Camden Yards, right? Yeah, we sure are. They're only a few games behind a really good Tampa Bay team, but their record is pretty similar to us. I think they've, they've played less games if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but they're like at 54 wins or 53 wins. 54 and 35. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, almost same amount of games, but pretty similar, uh, record, man. And, uh, playing at Camden Yards, which is 
tremendo bucket list park for me. Um, Beautiful. I, I'll, I'll, I'll take, I'll say two or three at, uh, at Orioles. And okay. then uh, just because I'm feeling the, the juju that Danny gave out, I'll say we win the series at uh, the Cardinals as well and come back with an even better record than we left. So, so you, we're taking two each series, you say more or less? Two, two each series, yes. All right, so four and two. Bratton, what are you thinking? We're going to take two out of three from the Orioles. And we're going to sweep the cards. Oh. And okay. on the 19th, Goldschmidt is going to switch clubhouses just for Cali. <laughs> <laughs> I like to close it. out the series. He's just, we're That's we're already going to have to eat that salary. We are not paying for a plane ticket. He's just going to walk across. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> All right. So uh, five and one for Brenton. And uh, Cali, what are you thinking? Um, so I'm a little less optimistic against the, the Orioles. They're very good. Hit, they're very good hitting team. Um, very average, painfully average, uh, pitching. Um, I think we can, I think we can win too. I think with the back home after the all-star, uh, I got the all-star break, you know, I think they, I'm going to go ahead and be less optimistic on that one and say one and three, but I do think we take two of three from, from St. Louis. Okay, so he's thinking three of three, and I am actually on the same boat as Cali. I think we might get one out of the Orioles. I'm actually gonna, I'm actually a little worried that we might get swept by the Orioles. Just I feel like there's like a, a, a low after the All-Star break. So the team that's at home has a bit of an advantage. I think that the Orioles will play to that. If we were playing at home, it might feel a little better. Uh, so I do think we take, get one this weekend against the Orioles, and we'll take two from the Cardinals. Three and three, taking us to 56 and 42. Still 14 games over 500, and if we go the Branton or Spaz route, even better. So we'll see. Either way, we're trucking along. As long as we stay over 500, we are solid. All right, so if you are listening all the way to the end, we appreciate you listening. If you're watching on YouTube, please like, subscribe, and appreciate you for hanging out all the way to the end. Uh, Spaz, Branton, and Cali, anything before we head out? Keep showing up, baby. Keep packing the house. Let's get our boys in. And now I'm officially on the Paul Goldschmidt train. Get that motherfucker over here, bro. <laughs> Spaz. Uh, like, subscribe, listen, uh, tip your bartenders, you know, things like that. Just tip to, cash at the stadium. Yeah, Don't tip cash tip. at the stadium. Yes, tip cash at the yes. stadium. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's it. Come back next week. Yeah. I'm, hey, just tune into the – Tune into the series since we're on the road and and be ready to pack the house on Flashback Friday against the Rockies. Let's go. Yes, that would be awesome. And until then, we will catch you guys on July 20th, Colombian Independence Day. Yes, right. I don't know if you guys care about that, but I do. I'm Colombian, so whatever. All right. So until then, we will catch you guys on the next one. Enjoy yourselves.